0: Hello and welcome to this next episode of the Unscripted Fitness Podcast with me, Zachary King. I hope we've all had a fantastic week and been smashing your workout goals and, you know, trying to survive in Storm Kira and no doubt Storm Dennis when it comes at the weekend. And I hope you've all been safe and living well from the unfortunate weather. Now, today is a very I think big big podcast for me it's by far the scariest podcast I've done and for some of you it might be the hardest one to listen to but for me it's as I say being scary and it's a very very scary for me to do but it's probably by far one of the most important topics and one of the most important podcasts I probably will do and I think it's important to get this message out early and that is talking about fat loss exercise and the menopause, like again, as I say, it's a very important subject as well, and probably you'll some of you ladies are probably thinking, why is there a guy doing and talking about the menopause? Again, I'd I'd happily have a lady come and do it for me, but I always will say that it's very important for a guy to understand this as well, and I'll go through a bit more on that detail in a second. But before I begin, before I move on. I am not an expert on menopause. I'll make that perfectly clear. I'm not a menopause guy. I'm not somebody that you refer to, that some people refer to for menopause. I'm just someone that's done a little bit of research, some listening on various great podcasts as well, and some studying. And I've had little experience, let's say with clients, as always would ask me as well. And I'll be honest, I think I've been quite arrogant in a way to even do my research in it as well as a personal trainer. But actually now, When I've done the research and the understanding I've had a greater appreciation of the menstrual cycle, women's periods, the menopause and women's psychological and and physical impacts or effects it has on you ladies. And this is why for me to do the research I think it's important to dish out the information to you now. So why is it to talk about menopause? Now we all lie about the birds and the bees that we've learned at school and learn about puberty sex etc but no one nothing really else was mentioned in terms of the menopa like nothing was mentioned about the menopause at an age and understandably because schools would only see it as that you've got to look at it as a short term you know you deal with menopause when you get into it but i think to give ladies and men in general an idea about what happens at the at the perimenopause, which I'll go through in a sec go through in a little bit, but also what happens at the menopause gives hopefully everyone enough information to move forward and, and so it can help everyone live healthier, happier, stronger, and fitter lives. And what I also came to realise is that how little do, you know, even girls at the age of like twenty-three, twenty-four don't know much about the menopause. Like when I was, you know, it's important to highlight as well because there probably probably some of you young ladies out there that probably don't know much about the menopause and hopefully this will give you a bit more enlightenment. Again, I'll try and do some references to stuff at the end of this podcast. But for blokes also, blokes of all ages. So it could be a husband to your wife. It can be a boyfriend to your girlfriend. Your, again, it could be a brother. The brothers and sisters, it could be your your uncle to know i think it's very important for gentlemen or blokes to understand this to help i think women through the menopausal stage and to be more thoughtful about them so they don't end up being like all blokey in that i guess as well or how us blokes can be so now let's talk about actually what menopause is now menopause is the period in a woman's life where menstruation stops or when you've had your last period menopause can only really occur when you've not had a period for 12 months so just remember that you can only have not had a period for 12 months to be really classed as menopause in regards to menopause this is it commonly occurs to women who are in their uh, 50s but the average age is roughly about 51 but this can happen a lot earlier to women in their 40s and even i've read in some cases to women in their 30s and with menopause, there has some physical and psychological effects to which I'm going to break down in a physical and psychological sense or point of view. So, from a physical standpoint, you're talking hot flushes, night sweats, joint pains, tiredness, change of skin, and even changes in the fat distribution to midsection. So, any of you ladies suffering from those things. Uh, menopausal wise and stuff, I probably would go and suggest and see your GP about that. If you don't, then you ain't got nothing to worry about. From a psychological standpoint, now this is very, very. This is I found that this was very, very hard to research because this is based on um, really asking around. It was just on research based on men are like you know researchers asking uh, women in their fifties or been through the menopausal stage as well, and actually even me asking a couple of ladies who I know in their fifties, about that as well. So as a bloke, it's obviously clearly for me difficult to understand and put into perspective. But some of the psychological impacts it has on you when you're going through menopause is things like insomnia, which you can class as being one or both or both, uh, depression, anxiety, low mood, stress, and difficulty of difficulty of memory. Now some women will have the HRT or the hormone replacement therapy to release some of these symptoms, but I'm gonna touch up onto that later on in this episode. Just wanna kind of go through like this introduction part of your menopause. But here are some stats out that I'm gonna put together for you as well, which might really interest you. So four out of five women will have experienced these symptoms. 25% of these women will suffer severe symptoms of it. And 10% of women will give up work because of all these symptoms. And this is where I think it's very important for your, uh, in, for employers, CEOs, anything like that as well to understand that what are the what are women going through during the menopause So if they are taking time off work, it's because they're going through a change in their lives as well. So I think it's very, very important for bosses and personal trainers that are working with women at that age range to really, really understand that. so hopefully that's going to empower you with that as well. Now, the first signs of the menopause are known, are known phase as the perimenopause. So, the perimenopause is a period of change before your, period, before your period's end. Now, for some, this could last for years. For others, this could be months. And the usual common symptoms of a perimenopause is a decline in your sex drive, trouble sleeping, hot flushes, and even low mood or moodiness. And what you've got to remember is what is happening during your menopause is your body is responding to the change of hormone levels. So you're producing less estrogen and producing more progesterone. Touched up onto that from a hormones point of view or hormone standpoint, you've got to think of it as your phase of your menstrual cycle. And some of you might think, now some of my, hopefully my female clients will remember this, but uh, including my feel great eight ladies, but what you've got to remember is that your For those of you who don't know, guys who don't know, anyone else don't know, if you're not too sure, your follicular phase is the first 14 days of your menstrual cycle where estrogen is absolute dominant. So again, it's your first 14 days of menstrual cycle before ovulation. If you want to know more about menstrual cycling, I'd suggest popping me a message on my socials just to give me, if you want me to do a podcast on the menstrual cycle, and then I can then do more more research on that to help you guys out also. Now, towards the end of your perimenopause, before you hit menopause, you'll swiftly turn to more progression-dominant profile, similar to the luteal phase. Again, it's all part of the menstrual cycle. So the luteal phase is the last 14 days after ovulation of your 28-day menstrual cycle. And this is where we see a rise of insulin resistance, decreased performance, and even higher chance of injury and fracture. Then after this happens, then there has been no period for 12 months, then you're officially in your menopause. So that is like kind of a rough breakdown of what your perimenopause is and your menopause is. Again, there's some more research onto that as well. I probably would suggest you drop me again a message so I can drop you all these links as well if you wish to know anything else more. But this next subject on the menopause is going to be i think a tough one to listen to so I will warn you beforehand and I think it's an important one as well because I've known this to affect a lot of marriages and a lot of relationships when they've gone into when women have gone into this part of their part of their lives and that is talking about the desire to have sex after you've gone through menopause now some of the wording I will hear will use here will be quite how to word it. Open, let's just say. So it'll be a very, very emphatical thing as well. But I will say, I'm just passing on the information. I'm just using the notes that I've got in front of me to help out and give you the knowledge and give you the real guidance to give you the best knowledge possible, but also, I guess, to teach me a bit more about it also. But again, I've emphasised I've done some research and... But again, there's not much research done on this, but it's very, very complex subject to talk about. So, I think that's why the sex part of it is very, very important. Like we say from a young age, if you're not having sex, if you're a, if you're at a young age and you're having a sexless, loveless relationship, then you're no more than a no more than a flatmate to them. So you might as well bin them off. And this is why I think it's important for when women go through the menopause, they understand this, and blokes understand this to make their relationships help you. Help you happier and healthier moving forward. So they don't just leave because one's, one's not getting love and one's literally feeling down about themselves and then next thing you know, everyone feels bad because they get low on confidence. Now, whether this is true or not, don't know. This is just some reading I've done as well. But women don't have as big a sex drive as much as they do for like a bigger drive for like say sleep or for when they're hungry and stuff but they do have like a what I call very interest in it based on my experience someone will have a will have a high sex drive but again someone will probably agree that actually have more of like what you call an interest in sex and what happens when you go through your menopause is that you get the loss of libido and that is quite common after your menopause so similar to what I've done earlier on when I talked about menopause, I'm going to break down the psychological and the physical points of view for each one. So going through the physical points of view, what will happen is that you have a drop in testosterone. Yes, women do produce testosterone, but not obviously as much as like myself or as other my other male counterparts will, too, will do. Some symptoms, like lack of estrogen, uh, would have unmasked the effect of testosterone. So you kind of lose your get up and go, and your sex drive drops off because you have your lack of testosterone. But this can be looked at and can be treated. But what I would suggest is go and recommend seeing a specialist or your GP a bit more about this if you are trying to find ways to up the libido to help with your sex life. But this next part, absolutely, I don't know if this is bad, if if it wowed me when I found this out, but Maybe because i didn't wasn't listening at school, I wasn't really a great listening at school anyways, as most of you would have read or listened to it in the last podcast um and this gives me and what I found with this one completely blew me away, and maybe I think some women know it when there was talked about it, but maybe some of you don't know so the long term effect maybe a few years later in fact when of the menopause begin or when perimenopause begins and you in menopause when estrogen estrogen has deficiencies, is that the the vagina and all the tissues of the vulva become very thin as they are less able to produce lubrication. So so they become very, very thin. Um, Again, if I do apologise, that was a very explicit way of explaining it, but I'm just passing on information. Just passing on information. So on top of that, when you receive less lubrication, it... Really, which intensifies the friction they are exposed to during intercourse. So pain, bruising, bleeding, irritation occurs. But don't worry, again, there are various moisturisers and lubricants that you can buy from the shops or from, from your pharmacy and stuff to help with this. But referring to what I said earlier, I would recommend seeing your GP a bit more what would be the best ones to use. Now, ladies, what you got to remember is that Not all of you will have the same symptoms during menopause. And again, some of your symptoms may even vary. But what you should do though is see your doctor if your symptoms begin to interfere with your daily life, your personal life, and even the way you're able to live for your quality of life. So remember, if those things are affecting you, like your quality of life, your personal life, your ability to exercise, your quality of life and stuff... I'd recommend going and speaking to your doctor or GP a bit more about that. So, from a psychological standpoint, now this is very, very difficult for blokes to understand or even relate to. And when I've been reading about this as well, I've had a greater, I've gained a greater appreciation for women and understanding the phases of the menopause and even the menstrual cycling and actually how it can really affect women in that sense as well. Um, and I kind of wish that I knew this information earlier, so I could be a little bit more. Same with like periods, understand about periods. I wish I knew more about that, so I could be a little bit more thoughtful, a little bit more kinder towards my little my little sisters and my very little sister Ocean. So I could be less of a, you know, when we've had arguments and she's been in the mood, I should just know that she's on um, a rough time. So I just say, well, okay, you're in a rough time. I'll leave you alone in that as well. That I've always said to Ocean. I'm always here if you need it. Anyways, kind of off topic here. So, there are various medications that could help the psychological standpoints of your menopause, but I'd suggest again speaking to your GP about it and what medications would be best for it. But it's not to say it will help. So, remember, even though you can get various medications, it's not a guarantee it will help. And personally, Speaking to one or two ladies, I would not recommend it as there's other therapies you can do, but we can touch up onto that a bit later on. So psychological symptoms can include things like if you're depressed, that can affect your sex drive. Things like suffering from anxiety, this can also affect your sex drive. Stress and even relationship problems is going to no doubt have an effect on your confidence in your body and your mind. So you've got to kind of really, really... Think about those, what I call, internal factors in your head that are really making you struggle as well. That's affecting your sex drive. And let's be honest with you, we all strive to be happy and sometimes sex is the thing that makes us happy because we feel loved and we feel wanted. Now, I think after all this scaring you on the menopause, we've got to remember that it is not the end. It's just a new change, a new phase of your life and it's nothing to be afraid of. And actually, you can solve all of it with speaking to the right people instead of holding it in for yourself it's about speaking to the right people and getting the right information across and getting the right information given to you so you can really be empowered and helped out moving forward but remember again this is all about me and I would like to think of smarter people as well providing the information to give you to speak to your doctor speak to your husband boyfriend brother outfit moving forward now before I move on to the next subject, I just want to talk briefly about uh, hormonal replacement therapy or HRT. For those of you who don't know what HRT or hormonal replacement therapy is, it's the type of treatment that is used to relieve some of the symptoms of menopause within women. What HRT does is that it replaces the female hormones that are no longer produced after menopause and it involves taking small doses of these hormones, estrogen and progesterone. Now, one of the main ben- some of the main benefits of HRT is that it can relieve the symptoms of the menopausal, can repl- repl- relieve most of the menopausal symptoms, like hot flushes, night sweats, etc., like we spoke about earlier. But remember, there are some risks to it, so I'd really suggest do your research onto it as well. Speak to the right sources, speak to the right people about that, get the right knowledge before you even consider doing HRT as well. But that's not to scaremonger it. There are, like of all things, there are underlying factors with it. Now, talking about different types of HRT, which will include HRT hormones, which are basically where most women take a combination of hormones, estrogen, progesterone, but although women who do not have a womb can take sort of estrogen on its own. You can also take HRT in various different ways, such as skin, uh, sorry, tablets, skin patches, gel, creams. But again, speak to your doctor and GP and what the best recommended one for you is. Even though I have heard on some podcasts that the skin patches are the best form of taking HRT. So I'd recommend you getting an idea of what is the best one for that. Right then, so let's talk about fat loss exercise in relation to the menopause. Now, there are loads of studies proving that exercise has great benefits to the menopause. And if you want some of these references, some of these studies, drop me a message on Facebook and Instagram. I can drop you the link as well on that as well. There have been some very great comprehensive uh, studies um, done by PubMed and some guys in the States and in Bulgaria. I think, I think it was Dimitri will Again, as I say, drop me a message. I'll pass the links over to you. So what are the benefits of exercising for your menopause? Now, this could helpfully, this would help greatly prevent weight gain with a proportion slash calorie-controlled diet, of course, as well. So by exercising, which we'll touch upon a little bit later on, when you exercise more frequently, you're burning more calories. And again, if you're eating in a calorie maintenance or a calorie deficit, you're going to either maintain that weight or you're going to slightly drop that weight down. So again, we just got to remember being a, the better, with a portion-controlled diet, it can help prevent weight gain. It can also reduce the risk of certain cancers. It With weight or resistance training, same thing really, weight and resistance training. It can help improve bone density and help and prevent the development of osteoporosis. But also, it's been a great deal, it's been a great work, research on it has great effects, great and positive effects on your mental health and your mood. And let's be honest with you, most of us want to feel healthy and happy and you know not feel down about ourselves so obviously we're all going to want to exercise to feel better so that's one of the benefits of it as well in regards to the exercise the current recommendations is around about 115 minutes per week now do that how you wish you can do it in half an hour spouts 45 minutes bouts, one hour spouts as well but the most important thing as well is that the new research that's come out is that they've included two weight-based workouts per week. So two resistance-based workouts per week. Now remember, this doesn't actually have to be in the gym. This has to be, this, so you don't have to pick up a dumbbell, a barbell, or a kettlebell to be lifting weight. It can be doing things like your shopping, building flat-pack furniture, lifting furniture, it can be doing the garden it could be anything that is what we call what I call weight-bearing exercise. So from an osteoporosis point of view, it's like I said about your weight-bearing exercise. Because of the continued impact, your foot hits the floor, even when you're walking, begins something called micro-trauma. This causes a little bit of damage, a little bit of breakdown, that encourages new bones that develop. Now estrogen does have an effect on this process, as what happens is that when we lose estrogen, the bones become thinner and more fragile. So ladies, this is why it's very, very important to be doing your weight-based sessions today so it'll help the effects later on. Right, so now we've reached, what, 22 and a bit minutes as well. Hopefully it's been very empowering, very knowledgeable to you as well. This has come to the part where I'd like to think I've become very, very useful and give out some helpful tips so what I'm going to talk about here is little tips to help with your future self, so ladies if you're in that point where you're not in menopause yet, here are some tips that I suggest you do, and again men pass, take notes down as well, you can pass this on to your girlfriend, wife mum out of it as well, not drop these down if you want as well, but here are some notes to help out with your future self number one Work on your pelvic floor exercises. Now, to do this properly, because it's not, it's not just about squeezing your belly button and your bum, I would recommend seeing a female physio, a woman physio about this, just to get you the proper way of doing your pelvic floor exercises. So I'd suggest doing that. The exercise set, the exercise part, as I said earlier, or increase your needs. Now, if you don't know what NEAT stands for, it's non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So very, very important to increase your movement outside the gym and actually if you can do some resistance based workouts drink less alcohol now let's be honest with you we all love a little bit of glass of vino last glass bit of white or red and everything but i'm not saying to completely cut it out just watch your consumption so don't go all boozy go we out for a cup of cocktails and that lot as well or glass of wine that just again be mindful about the consumption you're taking get more sleep Again, how many times do I have to say this to everyone? Sleep is so important. Sleep is the biggest thing for everyone's health and life and stuff. If you get shit sleep, then unfortunately, you're not going to have... You're going to feel drowsy and dreary and stuff like that. So again, like I say, get more sleep. Get roughly about seven to nine hours per night, seven to eight hours per night. But make sure you've got good quality sleep. Get off your phone. Have some nice, calm music. Hey, do what I do. And get one of those little blindfold things over your eyes so then you've got completely black out as well and then have like a podcast on even you can want to hear me waffle on as well before you go to bed but your choice your choice um get more calcium on your diet have a healthy diet now in regards of the healthy diet part as well and the types of food you have to eat ladies for your menopause there has been some discussion showing that mushrooms and soy have something called phytoestrogens so they're like little foods that help with the estrogen, um, with building up your estrogens. Now the evidence I admit isn't great from what I've researched with, but there is no harm in having things like cucumber, tofu, soy, etc. But the normal recommended. So if you got your, if you type in um, the healthy plate on uh, Google, nothing like that as well. It will mention two oily fish per week. Also stands true as well. So maintain a healthy diet. Eating pets of oily fish is very, very important to your overall health as well. Again, making sure you get all those noted down. And also stop smoking or think about quitting smoking. Like, I didn't see much research upon that as well, but in regards to smoking, you've just got to really start thinking about quitting smoking and dropping down the amount of cigarettes. In regards of how you do that, there's been even some research actually that despite the criticism it gets that vaping is actually not that harmful for you, but what I'd recommend is do more research and stuff or see your specialist because the research done has been very, very light on regards of vaping during, uh, before your menopause or even help out your menopause. Now, hopefully this has not been scaring you or making you pissed off or nothing like that as well, but just remember, ladies, that menopause is all part of the process. But it's not the same, but it's not saying it's normal, because normal, I find, is a subjective point of view. You know, so if I was to say this was normal, if I was to say to you, oh yeah, menopause is normal, some of you may go, well, it's not normal, because I don't feel great about it. So, like I say, if your blokes are saying, if I'm saying, or any of your blokes saying, menopause is normal, then it's our subjective point of view, but it's not normal for you ladies, because you want to feel sexy you're going to feel happy you're going to feel healthy you feel stronger and stuff and having these hormonal changes happen to your body is not what you want to hear and say it's normal but i will emphasize that you've got to think of it that it's important to embrace these changes as well and if it's really affecting your mental health speak to someone about it speak to your doctor speak to a therapist about it if these are affecting you as I say, speak to someone. The most important thing we can do is just talk. Just bloody talk. Now, I've got to do part of the episode now where I'm slowly about to wrap up as well. So I think I've done right for 28 minutes, to be honest with you, as well, So um, which has not been too bad. And hopefully I've uh, given you some good information. But for this last part, I was going to give you some tips... To help make the menopause as smooth as possible and to help you thrive for your menopause. So, if any of you ladies that are on the menopause, gentlemen, if any of your girlfriends, wives, um, sisters, mothers that are going through the menopause, take down notes as well and just call this how to uh, make menopause as smooth as possible and how to thrive for it. Number one, get good amounts of sleep or prioritize your sleep. Like we said earlier, very important to get that sleep in. Making sure you get that, prioritizing it. Look after your sleep quality and your sleep health. Nothing more important than just anything much more important than that. Gain knowledge, know the symptoms. Get the best advice from the trusted sources. Make sure you don't just literally Google half the stuff as well. Just literally, if you have to, speak to a female personal trainer. That has gone through this. Speak to a female physio. Has gone through this. Your GP even a friend that's gone through this. Just make sure you get the best knowledge and empowerment possible so you know the symptoms, you know the trusted sources, and you get the best advice possible. As I say, I'm just here just to provide you what I know as well from a bloke standpoint, but again, there's probably smarter people that are shouting at me right now, but this is why it's important. Have a healthy and portion-controlled diet. Again, like we said, really focus on that. Make sure that you eat a good, well-balanced diet as well. That's not to say you're not allowed your cheesecake or glass of wine. But just make sure that you're not having Burger King and McDonald's every single night of the week. Work on your pelvic floor again. So really focus on that pelvic floor. Strengthen that up. In terms of your fitness and everything, forget about the scales. Forget the scales. Focus on your fitness-related goals, such as how strong you are in the gym, your mobility. Because of, because when you go through your menopause, your mobility will uh, decrease your quality of life and your overall cardio fitness. So if you feel all those four things, five things are really great at the moment, then you know you're living at a great point of your life in the menopause. So focus on those things. Strength, mobility, quality of life and fitness. And as I say, don't panic about the scales. The scales only, to be fair. fair, I've never liked the scales anyways, but that's for a whole different topic as well. Um, in regards to the training, Focus on what I saying on weight based workouts, maybe with roughly about one or two cardio workouts out per week so if you're going to gyms let's just say you're recommended um, let's just say recommended one hundred and fifty minutes per week let's just say one hundred fifty minutes per week you're doing what's that five time five lots of thirty minute spouts or either two or three uh sixty minute spouts and maybe a couple of half an hour maybe one or two half an hours here a day. Make sure that you've got your weight-based workouts in there as well. And how to program it, this is where it's going to be quite important for you, ladies, so I'll jot this down, is focus on getting one or two big compound lift exercises in. Now, if you don't know what your compound lifts is, it's things like your deadlifts, your pull-ups, your squats, your hip thrusts, bench press, etc. Making sure that you, have, you choose one or two of those things to give you the best program possible as well so you can do some strength-related goals and then do that based on every session. And then after that, for the rest of the session, pick out three to four what I call accessory exercises. Things like arms, core, or isolated leg exercise, like leg curls, leg extensions and stuff, or even like the leg press. That, those are what I say are some of the most important things to um, research upon and do as well. Like I say, one or two compound lifts, other three or four exercises, one or two compound lifts in your weight session, number three to four exercises, uh, as your what i call your isolation or accessory work in a gym and probably that's probably be the shortest podcast i've done which i'm kind of glad because otherwise i could waffle on and i might sound like an idiot I probably look like an idiot anyways but it's my podcast so who who how um so that's just the keys by the way um but that's that's a wrap from me that's a wrap wrap from me um just like to say thank you. If you have got this far in 32 minutes, 45, 46, 47 seconds of the podcast, I really appreciate you taking a listen at this as well. I hope it's given a lot of you ladies a lot of knowledge, a lot of power to know what to expect from the menopause, not to make it as scary as it sounds, because I always say that when, you go, when we go through changes in life, we need to embrace these changes in the life and focus on other goals rather than the aesthetic-based ones as well, because I always will say... Why focus on your next Instagram photo, DM pick as well? So, And most importantly, don't compare yourself to other people as well. Focus on being the best version of yourself. That's what I want to say. Thank you for that. But also, please remember that this is just some of the information that I've taken down and learned over a period of time and doing it to help to hopefully help you and... Hopefully, hopefully... <laughs> Cutting my words up. Hopefully, help you and... Help you, empower you, to give you, and my fellow men, understanding of it all. Again, like I suggest, if you want more information, see your doctor. If you don't, if you don't know anything, ask him. Even perhaps see a female physio or female personal trainer that's been through this also. So just to finish up, just to touch up on. Just remember, menopause is not a terrifying experience. Even I wouldn't know, cause you know, I'm a bloke out of it, and I do honestly wish I had someone here to do the podcast with me, but again, I think it's quite good that I had to go, go out of my comfort zone talking about this, and hopefully, given you ladies understanding that I'm willing to go out of my comfort zone to find these things, talk about these things, and if you don't like it, then don't listen to my podcast. It's as simple as that. I'm not looking to gain followers. I'm just trying to do it to help people, help women, help men, stuff like that, um, and this is just the best information that I know possible but if it can help one woman or one man, then I know it's going to help a thousand more after that. So it's a new phase for ladies going through your menopause, at mid-pain perimenopause or at menopause. It's a new phase, a new change of your life, and it's something to embrace. And the goals do change, but it's something to look forward to because you know that you got something greater beyond the horizon. Anyways, that's from me. That's me done. I'm out of here. So thanks for thanks for listening to this again. Um, if you've found this of any, well, before I finish off, just want to say thank you to um, a couple of people that have helped me give me a little bit of advice as well. One of them being Ush, um, who's given me a little bit of insight behind this as well. Charlie, both two ladies at my gym out of it as well. To my female clients that I've worked in menopausal, thank you for giving me the opportunity to work with you, but also to... Get me out of my ego to learn this sort of stuff as well so now hopefully with this new information I can help you towards your goals and to the rest of you for listening to this podcast it's um, very humbling to know that even for my hour waffle i done last week there was over 13 plays of it as well and a lot of your comments were so lovely to hear so I'm buzzing from that as well and I'll continue doing these podcasts until I feel I don't need to do it anymore but actually I'm quite enjoying it so I will probably will continue doing it. Anyways, that's enough waffle for me. I'm out of here. Have a great week. Great weekend, guys. And I'll look forward to seeing you on the next one, which hopefully I'm going to have a special guest. But that's for me. as to find out another point. Anyways, have a cracking weekend. And I'll see you on the other side. Have a good one. Be lucky.